Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of Fajitas Tonight with me, Morgana. And me, Elle. I suppose we owe our listeners a big apology. I know, <laughs> we've been so awful. Yeah, we're very sorry that we haven't been creating any more episodes recently. We had a whirlwind end to university and then we've gone our separate ways. So. We have, we've been apart. Elle has come up to visit, especially for this, no, yeah. also to see me. We're I on think. tour again in Mersey. Yeah, we are. We're hitting my digs this time. But um, we actually did listen back to the a bit of the last episode just before we did this, and we realised we'd promised an episode next week. And that it, was like two months and ago. And that has been some <laughs> significant amount of time ago, so we are so sorry. But we are back now, and we are still committed to the podcast. We just literally do not live in the same county at the I moment. Know. I think going forward, it's going to have to be like once a month. Yeah. If we'll try and get one out once a month for all you yeah, big for fans. You true fans. We're <laughs> saying this as if we've got so many people who are heartbroken about where the podcast I is, know. but really I think it's just been a bit of a hole in our lives. I know, yeah. It makes me like absorb the news more yeah, and what's going on. There's almost on. too much to catch up on. We didn't really know what to do for this episode. We were like, we've missed Exactly so, so much. much. Should we give like what are the few of the things that you've been up to, Elle? Um, so we graduated. We did. Woo! We're woo, done woo, with woo. Uni. We are finished. We went on a girls' holiday with our house to Malaga, which was so much fun, like relaxing. The Malagals. That was amazing. Um, and then I've just been working part time, which is quite boring. I went back to Berlin last week. Yes. Um, and relived my uni oh, year. It looked amazing. There. It was so much fun. It was like thirty-five degrees. Oh my god! Did you do a year abroad? In oh my Berlin? god! I literally did a year abroad. What about you? Um, I also have been back part-time working, paying the bills back Ugh. in the fish shack. I know, yep. And, oh, I did the Three Peaks Challenge this week. She so can't walk. I can't really walk. <laughs> Elle has watched me go up and down stairs. I'm really struggling. But that was really fun. That was a really good experience. And, yeah, just summer life, really. The week before last, I had four barbecues in one week. That oh, is impressive. Yeah. We're having one tonight we're as well, actually. Tonight, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we had fajitas last night. We did, on we did. We are so on brand. I, I feel like that's just the only thing. Like, when if we're coming back together, it's like an unspoken thing that that night there will be fajitas. And a bottle of wine or two. Oh, yeah. Rip. Several. I know. Um, so, yes, we've got this episode for you, which might be the only one for maybe a month. So you've got to enjoy it. Listeners. Enjoy this, yeah. We'll try and pack it with yeah. great info. Exactly. Do you want to introduce a topic Oh, yes. So this is one that I've been thinking about for quite a while um, because I feel like it's always relevant. But it's the question of should celebrities voice their political opinions? Something that kind of started this, obviously, we had Glastonbury this summer with Stormzy headlining. And he, in his song, what's it called? Vossy Bop? Vossy Bop? You're asking the wrong person. um, He's got, like, the lyric is, fuck the government, fuck Boris. Or that's what people were singing. And it got a whole group of people chanting it. And it just leads on to the question of, like, celebrities have this massive platform. Should they use it for good? Like, how do they have responsibility to us that they need to um, be, like, liberally left-minded and, like, pro-women's rights and everything? Or are they just a person entitled to their own opinion? And there's a lot of news stories and people that um, provoke this question. So me and I thought we'd dig a little deeper. So we're going to jump right into that now. Okay, Morgana, if you had to think of a celebrity that's come under fire for either expressing or not expressing political opinion, who do you think of and why? I instantly think of old T-Swizzle. 
Like that'll be Taylor Swift to the rest of us. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my abreaves. But just because, like, she for years was really apolitical and was like actually refused to express her opinion, like Democrat Republican, especially like with the time of the Trump election, um, she refused to say what she was doing, um, because she said herself like, oh, I don't actually have enough political education to really make an informed judgment, and I'm aware of my platform, and I don't want to influence my fans when I'm not that well read on this subject. And then on the day of the presidential Trump election, she um, took a picture of herself voting and, like, encouraging people to vote but not saying which way she was voting. And then um, the most Googled search that day was who is Taylor Swift voting for? And I actually think that, like, that is a really good way to do it. Like, you should encourage young people to vote, but... Have their own minds. Yeah, have their own minds, exactly. Which I think ties into, like, teachers and whether... Yes. Like... Like, in my school, anyway, like, I know the RE teachers made a point of, like, we can't tell you what, like, religion we are. And I know that at the time of elections, like, the teachers were not supposed to tell us who they were voting for. Interesting, because yeah. uni- I think mine was the same. And at university, I had a lecturer who would always say who he yeah. was voting for, or who he, like, supported, or what party he was part of. Exactly. So I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think the view with the teacher thing is that they feel like they're in a position of, authority whereas Mm. a celebrity isn't necessarily put in a position of authority yeah i guess they fall in it whereas a teacher is like decided themselves to be the one that educates children yeah yeah Um, but then i wouldn't be ups would i be upset if i had a child who was starting to be like fed things from school if i didn't necessarily believe in them yes i think i would i think that's why they have to be a political but with teachers it's hard because i think they kind of fall under the institutions like rules like i think like in terms of the abortion debate, like repeal the eighth. If you had, to, if the the school as a whole stood for pro abortion and like pro choice, and then there was this one teacher who was like pro life, they, like surely they wouldn't be able to express their views because that's against the views of the establishment. Like the establishment have decided that that is like, that would be clamping down on the girls' freedoms there. You know. But what then, I mean? if you think in general the schools are run obviously mostly by the government yeah and then the government isn't necessarily always labor whereas most school teachers would probably identify yeah. as being labor yeah just a generalization no that's true i'm not sure i feel like yeah teachers kind of understand where they're meant to stand on it mm. they they get they should that they're in a position of chosen power and they don't want to like indoctrinate and like brainwash children yeah. and also that they will come into contact with the parents and if the parents aren't happy with what the child's being told well, the then they're going to have an issue yeah. with that it's a question of who'd be more influential actually out of a celebrity like if you were like a young person and you're a massive fan of this big singer are you gonna take more stock by what they say or by what your teacher says because both are influential and both would yeah. be like big platforms i guess the teacher thing if you're going into school every single day Mm. and you're and it's constantly repeated then potentially or if you really respect and admire a teacher but in the same way celebrities are now so much in our lives yes with obviously back to social, social media, media. Um, that could be a thing to tonight drinking game <laughs> <laughs> drink every time you say yeah, social, social media, media. <laughs> or that we've eaten mexican food oh yeah yeah probably <laughs> oh my god we should actually do this <laughs> anyway we're going off topic mm. um i feel like celebrities are just people who happen to have talent Yes. questionable questionable oh song, yeah yeah who have fallen into maybe fallen into fame is the wrong word but they, they're not famous because they have set political agendas they're famous yeah. because they want to 
sing dance act and yeah. so what is there actually... the fame is a byproduct which we discussed yeah. before in like the price of fame episode but that's interesting when you consider figures like Meghan markle who like the royal family are paid for like with taxpayers money so does she have like a public contract in a way to express a certain set of views but she, she's not even allowed to yeah they're not allowed so to her her contract but... would be that she can no longer yeah. express those views that she had before because mm. She was quite politically involved prior yeah. to being married, and then mm-hmm. she had to shut down her like blog and her yeah. social media as yeah. well. She was like quite outspoken about exactly different issues, which I think is is sad and like I don't know, it's not feminist, is it? <laughs> but then I guess anyone who joins the royal family has to do that. Yeah, they know what they're so signing up for. It's not necessarily as gendered. But I feel like with celebrities in like coming back to old T Swift, I can't I can't even say her full Just name. Say her Taylor name. Swift, <laughs> <laughs> like how like she's damned if she does damned if she doesn't because basically she was famous for this um like apolitical silence and then this year i think it was like october was it the, the what was it called congress phase what yeah i don't know you're the american studies the student, democrats so... the democrats got it though they um majority well she basically just did this big instagram post where she was like i've just i've been reluctant to publicly voice my political opinions before but i feel differently about that now um, like I don't like the direction this country is going in, and she basically threw her support against behind these Democrat um candidates and like condemned um these particular Republican ones, and then Trump, in all his wisdom, waded in and he tweeted how like oh, Taylor Swift doesn't know anything about these candidates. <laughs> I think I like Taylor Swift's music approximately 25% less now. It's like, oh my God, why does this Only man have Twitter? I know, exactly. Like, it's actually ridiculous. He's just turned but, down. Yeah, exactly. I know. He still can't resist the 1989 album. But, like, it's just so interesting. And then, like, the backlash she got, like, some people accused her being neutral and kind of apolitical before was like, you don't want to lose your weird... She's got this weird, like, white supremacist culty fan base. But she hasn't asked like, for those fans. No. That's that's what I don't understand. Well, it was an accusation leveled at her, like, the reason you're being apolitical is so you can keep those fans. But I don't think that's true. I think it's literally, like, she didn't feel like she was politically educated enough to express Inform, her opinions before. Yeah. And now she feels like it's time to speak up. Because but, it's got so bad. Yeah, exactly, because yeah. it's got so bad. But I don't know. I, either way, she's going to get criticised. And it's the same with so many celebrities i think that she i think she's in the right for trying to stay apolitical but encouraging Mm. people to express their like right to vote i think that's exactly how i would want to come at it but then it's so difficult because people will judge her like you say damned if you do damned if you don't so when she was being apolitical the left were accusing her of being like right-leaning just by the fact that she wasn't stating that she was Mm left-leaning so mm -hmm. she's she's going to be stuck forever and labeled now as someone who potentially did previously vote yeah republican exactly but so what if she did obviously like there are so many reasons that we would not personally vote republican if we were able to vote in america yeah but like that is still her personal choice and maybe you should be grateful that she's not shoving either on anyone exactly i think that's so i think you're right it's best that she does that because like you are when you're saying oh should celebrities um express political opinions it's like you're hoping that they're expressing what you view to be the right one the liberal one like women's rights like pro-choice and all of this whereas really like one of the most outspoken celebrities is kanye west who is like known as a trump supporter so it's just like he has this platform and influence but 
I, I don't know like how much that will actually cause people to be like, oh, vote Trump because my favourite rapper does. But, but I also don't even think it's affecting his music that negatively. No. Well, he's just got this character for being outspoken and yeah. a bit of a prep. And then that brings it around to we were discussing earlier, like figures like Piers Morgan. Mm. Um, is he actually a vile human being who has <laughs> these horrible views and is quite like misogynistic and like he wants to provoke fight from women yeah, yeah. all those different issues you see like even on good morning britain is he actually like that or is he really a nice guy and that's just a, like a caricature yeah but surely having the caricature is just as damaging because yes. people who do believe that won't think that it, or deconstruct it as a caricature they'll be like he believes that that's i am being like that's confirmed my view yeah yeah so that's... with kanye playing mm. a role as someone who is being like speaking outwardly about politics in a way that we would perceive as negative yeah and we don't agree with even if it's a jokey thing or even if it's like oh that's so classic kanye it's still negative so surely yeah. it would be best if he was just apolitical that's so true and i think this works op- the opposite way as well this is the debate i have with my dad most regularly like when celebrities get behind like charity campaigns or like they're voicing their opinions and they're looking really good and really positive trying to help the world like my dad really can't stand it he's just like oh it's so contrived they're obviously just doing it for their image and i'm just like maybe they are maybe they don't actually believe this stuff but surely because they're using this platform positively and like their fans are following them it is for the greater good so it's like a hard pill to swallow watching a celebrity who you might think doesn't even believe in this positive thing but if the knock-on effect is that the charity gets a hundred thousand exactly yeah exactly so it does work both ways whether the celebrity is being honest about their own views or not but it's like do they owe us anything at all and and yeah i just feel like their silence being criticized is the problem yeah why are we expecting taylor swift or kanye west to be able to inform us Mm. about political like I don't know, leanings or ideas or concepts, they haven't necessarily gone and done PPE at Oxford. Yeah. And neither have I, so maybe I should just do my own research. And I think if parents are worrying about celebrities like impacting their children or teachers impacting their, their children, then it's their own responsibility potentially to, to educate the ch- their children the way they want them want yeah. it to be. But is it the only way to make politics cool? <laughs> you know, like to access young people. Is politics boring? I'm not going to go and research like the voting states in America. I'm going to see like, I don't know, on social media, ding ding, <laughs> like the people Drink. who are like, Trump Drink is up. a dick, hashtag fuck Boris. This is what I'm going to see. And that's what I'm subconsciously absorbing. I'm going to see like the media I'm looking at and the figures I'm looking at anyway, their opinions are definitely going to influence me because I'm not going to go and read fact books fact books <laughs> i love a good old fact book me you know i just i, I get what you mean like, it's not it's my probably, personal interest when it's working for, i want to use my exercise my right <laughs> <laughs> when 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 it works in our favor with the ideas that yeah. we agree with then it's all positive that's why mm. everyone's getting behind stormzy and fuck boris and all these ideas yeah. and it's like woo great like yeah. great britain doesn't want this prime minister etc like that's a positive but if it was flipped the other way we'd yeah. see it as a negative so i think we need to take like an adult approach and just be like, it's okay that they don't say anything. As long as yeah. they're, they're encouraging you to exercise your rights, but not yeah. giving a personal opinion on it. Yeah. Unless they want to. If they want to give it a personal opinion, mm. that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they should be expected to. Well, I wonder if what with social media... Oh my God. The um, trend goes towards like like as more celebrities are able to like have this platform to express themselves then that does become the expectation yeah and so that the ones who are 
be just not saying anything then that is noticeable when it's like hey and then you it's have assumed a platform that they're the negative and you should use it and then it's assumed yeah. that they're the negative i think as we see more celebrities crop up like obviously new generations come in mm. they will have be more like politically minded or more politically conscious yeah. about how they will affect their audience yeah um which i don't know if they've if they're well informed and they feel comfortable with yeah sharing their views and that's fine but i don't i wouldn't want anyone to feel pressured to i have to give away yeah. like it's private information and think about like our parents generation still wouldn't necessarily discuss with each other who they were that's voting so for true, yeah. it's only now that it's we're very open thing. like how much are you earning who did you vote for yeah yeah that's so true and then it's hard because then okay so you find a celebrity and you do agree with their views and you've kind of researched it with them and then you're like yeah i think this is the right thing but you could end up putting this celebrity on a pedestal and like they're not perfect they're gonna do bad things as well like I don't know, like Emma Thompson going to the Extinction Rebellion. It was like, yay, Emma Thompson. She's like, she's showing that she's against like this uh, climate climate change change stuff. And then people were like, oh, but she flew there on a private jet or whatever she did. And it's like, she's, yeah, she's flawed as well. I don't know. It's like, no one's going to be perfect in this. Yeah, that's so true. And politicians are so universally hated because you can't please everyone. Yeah, that's true. That like celebrity is dangerous for like celebrities especially the ones who kind of rely on like public favor when it's part of their brand yeah when when their personality and their views are part of their brand it can be like leaning on dangerous for whether they express the right or the wrong in quite a view yeah so true so i think maybe yeah like what can you think of a singer who hasn't been called to be politically like who hasn't said anything who's just exists and just can get along in life and not have to express who they've voted for. What's Adele do? I mean, you can guess Ooh. what most people are, but does she actually yeah. say it? Well, I haven't heard her say anything, really. What was the Lily Allen thing? Oh, Lily Allen um, gets... Well, she's obviously known for being quite outspoken, but she, with the Calais like refugee crisis, she went out there to in Calais. In 2016. Yeah, and then she like said, oh, I'm so sorry, like on behalf of my country, that this is happening to you. And I think people took real like umbrage at that. They were like, you can't apologise on behalf of the country just because you're a celebrity or whatever. And I understand why people felt like annoyed that this woman was speaking for her, but I think it was just... Yeah. her reaction in the moment and she was sad and I don't know and and I think people take things too personally like whether patriotism is in, involved in that process but one I don't think people like others apologising on their behalf in any circumstance yeah. it feels like degrading and like that they've got the moral high ground over you yeah Um. and two people just have a real hatred for Lily Allen oh they do so I feel like those two things together yeah it was not, a toxic combo. Have you read but her it? actual comment wasn't even that bad. It, it was literally it wasn't like saying English people mm. are horrible people. It was saying I apologize for like my country, as in probably more the government and their decisions, actions that have had consequences for you that are negative. Yeah. So I think if you deconstruct it like that and don't take it as a personal attack, which it literally wasn't, then how can you be mad that she said that? Yeah. And I have just looked up Adele to see what Ooh. the situation is. Um, and like Donald Trump wanted to use some of her songs in his like presidential oh, campaign Lord. and she like denied him permission but I think generally she's been quite non-political yeah. because that is interesting because like thinking about how beyond the celebrity their content could be used in a political That's like so way mm. and they, they have the rights over it like like or whether it becomes public property for that person to use 
That's quite interesting. Yeah. It's a whole other layer. And then that adds to the branding because if yeah. she'd if she'd just said yeah and thought, Oh, you know what, whatever. Yeah, or hadn't stopped it, hadn't yeah. intervened. Then yeah, her music. But then would be we don't know, I wonder, because what if she just says no to all political what if Hillary Clinton yeah. also asked and she said, No, you know what, I'm just I'm apolitical, yeah. I'm gonna say no to everyone, but we don't know. That would be the best way. Otherwise really, other it? people are gonna take that as oh Adele mm. doesn't support Trump, she therefore supports Hillary Clinton. Because it can go the other way. Katy Perry, who we stand for, is a stand <laughs> of Hillary Clinton. She's like dressed up as her during her campaign thing. Mm. But then that's the question of like how much does celebrity endorsements even help? Even help, yeah. With popular vote, maybe. Yeah, yeah. All that Russian yeah. interference. Oh, <laughs> very topical. As podcast celebrities, what do we have? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the opinions that we're airing on here right now, um, I really feel the pressure of this platform. I've like, got so many listeners. Our whole 39 reviews, which is actually so yeah. good. I'm Ooh, chuffed with that. Oh, yeah, I I'll know. take that. But very exciting. I think our answer is kind of... Well, it would be preferable if they could remain neutral, but it's hard to in this climate. It's not that I think it's preferable. Like, they can do whatever they want, but I feel like it should be their decision and they shouldn't feel that the responsibility is on them to Mm. teach everybody else about politics. Like, what's Taylor Swift going to do? Look up the same bloody articles that I would look up. Essentially, that is it. Why can't I do that myself? Yeah. Why can't I do that and teach my children, whereas rely on a celebrity who they follow to to teach them I think politics is a loaded word as well. Like, if you were to look at... You could look at it as, like, Labour conservative, but it also extends to your views on women's rights, on animals' rights, things like that. Yeah, that's true. And in that sense, you would expect a bit more from your icons, really. Mm. And, like, the people kids are growing up saying, I want to be like this person. And you'd hope that they are a good role model. Role models. Role models. I know. How's that word not come up yet? Because that's quite tidy. Yeah, have we left this Meaty. Yeah. I'm stressed now about having children and how I'm going to inform them about politics and which celebrities I'm going to sit and I know, against. exactly. Which posters will I strip off their walls? Like, no, they're a Trump supporter. <laughs> but it's hard. I don't know. I think because I personally just... Maybe I'm not I'm not as politically educated as I want to be. No, neither. But we're working on it. It's a slow process, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean finding your own politics. Yeah, you've got not this I'm using this as an excuse, but like you've got a life to live and obviously we're privileged <laughs> to be able to not worry about politics every single second of the day. Yeah. But if you read a few articles a day and start trying to like form your own opinions and try and get yeah. yourself educated about it, then that's all you can really do when you're also working. Yeah. You have family, you want to enjoy life, you know? So true, so true. Hence why I will never, ever, ever understand anyone who wants to become a politician. Oh, God, no. Or famous, really. Or famous. We both yeah. would hate the idea of fame. Please refer to episode <laughs> <laughs> Price of Fame, where me and Elle discuss this extensively. A throwback episode. Throwback. I know. Well, I guess that, I guess that, that was that quite a discussion. It was, indeed. <laughs>that I had with my friends in Berlin last week on Sunday. It was amazing. So we were going to a day event, just set the scene, going to a day event, and we had to be there by two to get let in by the, you know, scary bouncers in Berlin. 
and we were like let's have a big brunch because it's all day it's two till like we left at 10 so we bopped to hazel's we bought all the bits we had prosecco orange we had three bottles of prosecco orange juice um these rolls that you bake in the oven and they come out all like golden and buttery yeah and then we made like avocado smash scrambled egg um we had croissant croissants croissants how do you say it croissant 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 (laughs) that you you basically get it in a tin and then you roll out the pastry and make it yourself sort of but it's like pre-made pastry pop them in the oven had those loads of fruit fruit blueberries raspberries everything it was amazing oh it sounds good. it was so good and you know when you like i've never been to an actual bottomless brunch but it's always like 40 like pounds yeah this cost us like four euro each so good it was amazing oh, we, we need definitely to do, have to do that yeah, yeah i'm so up for it and then my eating out one was my burrito oh yeah so i used to work at burrito bar in berlin shout out to club del burro <laughs> um and i went in to like see my old work friends and they gave me a staff discount still Aww. and i got this amazing chili sincani burrito which honestly is full of everything so the tortilla wraps are made like we make the dough at work and then you have to like knead it out put it through this machine and then like heat it up on a heater to create it so Incredible. the ho- yeah the freshly made tortilla wraps with chili sincani honestly i don't even know what this mixture is but i want to buy a bucket and bring it back with me because it's yes. amazing um salsa guacamole i had rice in there some other beans some cheese it was it was stunning and it came with rice and like pico de gallo and guac Oh, that is fantastic. Yeah. It took me literally like five minutes to down it. I was like, oh my God, you were making down. me so hungry talking about that, but that is fantastic. Right, tell me about yours. Well, what a lovely segue because mine is actually barbecue. We have entered barbecue season and last week I had four barbecues in one week <laughs> and they were all fantastic. So I live very near the beach and we had a fantastic barbecue and, oh no, wait, which one? Which one are you referring to? Which barbecue are you going for? Okay, my, I got, it's my, not I just barbecue home. cuisine. No, no, okay, I'll choose the first, uh, second one of the week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was at home, so there was more of a spread. I'll basically describe what me and Elle will be eating this evening. So, um, the co-op have got these really good burgers called the Incredible Burgers. Haven't tried. It's excited. like, they're like meat substitutes. It depends, like, whether you're veggie, sometimes people go for like beanie mm. sub or whether like meaty sub. But these are nice, but not like greasy. They're really good. And then um, you'd have that with, like, the hummus base, so much sriracha mayo, guac. We've got, like, mustard. Mum makes this really good, like, salsa with, like, tomatoes and coriander and red onion. It's so good. And we also do, like, these um, potatoes, like, with olive oil and herbs in the oven, like, roasted. And um, just so many different... Just all of the condiments, all of the sides, all of the dips, all of the salads just oh fantastic i just love a barbecue and prosecco on tap it's just fantastic we've got pink gin tonight the vibes oh we do we do i think they've got some lime as well i'm gonna put some lime wedges in (laughs) i treat my girl right (laughs) i bought it (laughs) i need to pay for that (laughs) um and my meal out was my last meal in birmingham before I went home, um, went to this Ethiopian place. So I discovered Ethiopian cuisine when I was in Amsterdam. And basically they you eat off these massive, they're like yeast pancakes. They're like really fluffy. And so the pancake is the plate and it's like ginormic. Mm-hmm. And um, on the plate, they've got like little like splodges. I don't really know how to describe. Of like different lentil mixes and different Ooh, vegetables. that sounds delish. And then they give you a plate of rolled up pancakes and you tear up more of these pancakes and like scoop up the mixes with your hand and the pancake 
and then you eat the final pancake at the bottom and oh my god so, wait so where in so Birmingham good. so this is called the Blue Nile restaurant it's in the jewellery quarter in Birmingham so it was a bit out of our way yeah it was really did you go with really your mum I went with my dad Oh yeah, it's very nice. That is good. Very much well, would recommend. We've left Birmingham now, so why are you recommending me that? I mean, I you could still there. be living there. I could <laughs> still be there. We're, we're I was yet out. to find out where she's going to be for the next six months. Great, oh, it's great. It is great. Do you want to kick off with some of the books you've been consuming? The books I've well, been consuming. Well, we do consuming. books together. Oh, yes. Yeah. Let's do books. Go on, you can roll. It's actually been shamefully few. Like, considering it's summer holidays, I feel like it's actually been so busy. I will just say that Love Island has taken over my Love life. Love Island has taken over. Oh, should we do that first? Okay, let's let's go for a Love because Island Because let's discussion. be realistic. Me and Elle have been spending a lot of time watching Love Island. Honestly, the, I haven't missed an episode. Morgana no. is yet to find out who has won. Let me tell you the date. Oh my god! Let me tell you that it is is the first. It's the third. It's the third. It's of the August third today. of August, and Morgana does not know who won. Morgana was trekking the three tallest peaks in the UK. I'll have you know. I had to mute Instagram and all the group <laughs> chats. I've managed to avoid. So I, this is why I haven't been very good replying to the group chats. Sorry, everyone, because um, <laughs> sorry, Amy. <laughs> sorry, Amy. Because <laughs> I've been like worried about seeing spoilers but yeah i've just it's been just so busy recently that i haven't seen it but i've literally three episodes away okay well let's just talk about faves let's talk about our faves of the series thoughts in general thoughts in general i think i really enjoyed this series but i have to say i thought i saw the producer's hand in it a lot more than usual like the vote-offs were really annoying me how it was like a public vote-off but then the rest of the islanders got to choose every, every single, single time, time. and i feel like <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like it was so obvious that it was just the producers wanting to keep in mora wanting to keep in michael because they are they brought the the most drama the only yeah. dramas of the series it's true and there were no shock vote offs like oh what's the villa going to be like without them there was nothing like that because yeah. every vote off was so predictable yeah and even like and like Jordan's turnaround, I was just like that was so came weird. out of nowhere. And like there were a few things that I was just a bit like, have the producers organised this? I just don't know. Yeah, I I think I saw that. I can still enjoy it though. I I don't mind some created drama. Mm. Um, I just feel like I didn't buy into any of the couples that much. Really, I liked all the individuals mainly, mm. but. I just didn't feel like they were very strong couples. Like, think of who's in the final. Maura and Curtis, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not invalidating feelings, but I'm not buying into I it. I don't like Curtis at all. I don't, it's not that I don't like him, I just don't see it. No, she I don't was see it. physically reeling away from him in the last few days, like, yeah. Jesus, let's get this over with, get me away oh from him. Oh my God, yeah, there was no You don't think Curtis is manly? No, and as soon as she found <laughs> out that, she didn't, she, I'm not getting Fanny Flutters. She wasn't. So... <laughs> There's that. Oh Who else God. was in the final? Tommy and Molly. You Tommy know and what? Molly are boring as. But they're actually at least together. They're a couple that I genuinely believe could last. You know, I don't believe a month. It at all. The boy hasn't been to a supermarket before. They're going to get outside. She's going to realise that he can't do very yeah, basic things. Yeah, this is true. Things. And she's going to get and frustrated. Then, and also, I kind of with Anton on this. The Molly May playing a game. Like I do believe she loves loves Tommy, but I think what she loves more than Tommy is the fact that they were the strongest couple in there. In inverted commas, I think she loved that. I don't and think in every you could game, fake it for as long as, like, as long as I don't think it's there. fake. I think she believes it as well. But I do think that she loved them being a couple more than she actually loved him. If that makes any sense. Okay. I didn't really buy into it that much. Really, I I I, I thought that they were the most genuine couple. Bell and Greg. Anton. This oh, is my oh. prediction. Bell and Anton will be that couple where 
you see both of them at a party, like it's on the Daily Mail, right, reported, <laughs> and there's a picture of her leaving in a taxi crying with one of the Love Island stars' arms around her because she's crying, and he's oh. been seen in there with another girl. Yeah. They'll I actually be like quite like Ben Mantle because they're both so into their self-grooming. I thought it could work. However, I think he still has a bit of growing up to do in that he's, he's willing to do boy. anything for his lads. Like, yeah, if the true. lads saw him doing something banter. that was uncool, yeah. And I think that could potentially cause a wedge. I feel like that, that reminds me of, like, I don't know, like, your brother's age. Like, 20-year-old boys <laughs> Immature. Uni, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to you and his friends if they're listening, which they won't be. Maybe they are. They have been talking <laughs> just fans. like them. <laughs> we'll await the comment. Anonymous. <laughs> um, who else was I going to mention? I really love Greg. Oh, I, I love, love Greg. But Greg. he wasn't in there long enough for us to hate him. But he did no. make some good... You know when he said to... Curtis was it when mm. he said to Curtis about the Jordan issue he said um and what was going through your head at that moment yeah <laughs> I know I just feel like one of the best moments for me of this whole series was Amber choosing Greg over Michael because it was literally such a fuck you it was down with the fuck boys it was like a moment of I'm gonna choose the one who's treated me better I know but you know when you just don't see the little glint in her eye that you did about Michael I don't know Michael was a psycho was he yes <laughs> can you call someone a psycho I don't know you do it all the time <laughs> I'm thinking about this and I'm just like I obviously he made some terrible decisions and he was he gaslighting he had a personality transplant do I'm you... so confused do I you know... think that's the producer's hand again though I think that's the thing because Hard I think the producer's hand was in it so much I think that a lot of this was manufactured yeah I do I do think a lot I of mean I still enjoyed it and I love the drama yeah and the cast of Amor really did shake things especially up when year. Joanna called him a snake I was like oh I know. There were actually some incredible telly moments. Yeah, there were good ones. Oh, also, but do you know what I actually... My favourite thing about it is always the friendships. I know that sounds yeah. so lame. But when, like, the boys, when they Are were doing Donnie their Alderton? Harry... <laughs> when yeah. the boys were doing their Harry Potter yes. adventures, I was howling. I know. All those friendships I love. And I just think, imagine being part of, like, a group of people, like, ten people for eight weeks... And just how much love there would be and like even yeah. if you're not the best of friends, you're gonna have that closeness. And you know, Amy Hart, who left after oh, yeah. Curtis, like, Hart, she said, you know, um, I might not be the closest to Lucy and Maura, but we were the only ones who were in there together and so we'll always share this experience. Yeah. I have no yeah. grudges. And I was like, you know what, that's so true. So true. She yeah, she actually did. I really liked it. Yeah. But um she I got just a big wish... slagging for no reason. Really. Oh, she did. She was just a bit weird, bless her. I know. I just feel like they should have put like the Saturday unseen bits they should have scattered it throughout the series I was getting so bored with a few of the conversations like yeah. the date episodes just towards the end they should just cut those yeah. boring as fuck and it was the same that thing was... the best date literally everyone this is the best date I've ever been on it was mad that was when I saw the producer's hand so much it was like okay so talk about um, what you see in each other's eyes and talk about how, what you think what you're going to be like on the outside yeah. don't talk about any of your interests or your actual life like, it was just so manufactured. I, I found it really hard to swallow. I, I want the producers to know, hope they're listening to this one, <laughs> that we want to see, like, authentic conversation about family. I want to know about, about their family. lives, I want their to, jobs. That's what we're interested in, yeah. Yeah, the things people actually talk about. Yeah. Their favourite food. <laughs> this is why Chris was so good, because he would, like, actually I just talk about Chris. great stuff. I loved Chris. I loved him from the beginning. Some people, my yeah. mum did not hate him. I was the other way around. Mum loved him, and I was like, oh, unsure. And then I no, grew him. He was mum loved angel. him because he had punk hair. Oh, yeah. really? His hair was the worst part about him, bless him. <laughs> he went with his kimono. I know. Oh, he was so funny. I know. I actually loved him. Anyway, we've done, we've talked too much we've about, about Love Island. Island. What? 
we've we've yeah, definitely talked too much about it. But yeah, we There's love Love Island. It it overtook our lives, and you know what? I'm gonna go and watch the second series now. Mum, oh. mum has a space <gasps> in her life. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, because I've seen the first, I've seen third, fourth. I haven't this... seen that many. I need to. I've only seen this and the two before. So yes. So you just need to watch the first and the and second. second. Oh, okay. Third was Chris and Kem. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. Like, for Star Shifty for yeah. Oh, yeah, no, there's definitely room for Anyway, me. we move on to more intellectual heights. Morgana, books. Book Ooh, me. Oh, I will book you. So, haven't read that many, very sadly. But when we were on Holly Bobs, I read Leanne Moriarty's most recent book. You know, book. Dolly Alston hates people who say Holly Bobs. Well, Dolly, we may have some intellectual differences. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um... Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne Moriarty. I thought it was the wackiest book I've ever read. Mm. I thought it was bizarre. I liked it. I love her writing style and I love the way she sketches characters. But out of her books, it is one of my least favourites because I just found it so odd. Yeah, I get what you mean. It was the the thing is for me, and this is just shows my like tiny sized brain. Nine characters to keep up with is a lot when you're flip flattering back between individuals and at first i was like who is that who were they yeah. talking about oh i read about them 20 know, pages ago i know i think nine was too many five and it was all a just a wacky. suggestion leanne five five I strangers i would say the payoff was quite good though i didn't see the twist coming yeah i don't know i thought it was eh. yeah yeah i would but say I like, if you're reading writing. it keep reading yeah i just yeah. i love her writing but of of her books it was probably the least interesting really plot. yeah but I read another book which I absolutely loved. So I read Americana by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I hope I pronounced that correctly. But um, it was basically so good. It's about a woman who moved from Nigeria to America. And she kind of says, like, I became black in America. Like, mm. it, my race was never really an issue when I lived in Nigeria. And here people, like, overcompensate because they so clearly see my race. But they act like they don't. And it's just so well written. And I've literally already picked up her other two books. Um, Like, I just really loved her writing style. And the whole story is so good. And I 100% recommend Do you think I like it? You'd really like it. It's so your book, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What have you been reading now? Where's my list? Where's my list of readings? Oh, okay. So on one of my holidays, I've been on quite a few. (laughs) Yeah, very privileged. They are budget, though. Um, (laughs) Like, when me and Ben were talking about going on holiday, we were like, we go on, like, one a year because... We keep it low. Yeah. We're not doing any inc- all-inclusive. It's everyday Aldi. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's the best way. Yeah. So um, I read Her One Mistake by Heidi Perks, which is a book about a woman who takes her friend's child to a school fate with her kids mm. and the child goes missing. Mm. And she's obviously, like, hounded by the, like, local population. All her friends start, like, not wanting to leave their kids with her because this child's gone missing at a fate. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's about her as an individual, kind of, like, that guilt and how everybody turns away from her. She's being ousted from the community. How her children are being ousted and no one wants to, like, have her around for a play date or go to hers. Um, And also it goes from the perspective of the mother whose child has been taken, lost. Um, It was really good. And the twist... Oh. amazing would really recommend like a little bit madeline mccann-esque with the idea of like what did the parents do you know yeah um would really recommend Ooh, that one i also read i owe you one by sophie kinsella i find her writing just really easy it's the easiest chick flick yeah. book you're gonna pick chick lit mm. book you're gonna pick up um the woman was called fixie oh her name sure was fixie far how's that spelled like pixie with an f yeah oh dear and that was her nickname because her real name was Fawn. 
You know, and you're just like, why? Just call her like Tracy or not Tracy. Oh, call God. her like I don't know. I just think it Liz. instantly kind of alienates you. A it did. Bit. Like, every like, time you read it, you're like, oh, it's a bit jarring. Yeah, that, isn't it? but I mean, it's a classic. Like it's a classic. Like um, she is in love with her brother's friend, and he messes her around. Then she finds a good guy. Then she messes it up. You know, one of those. Yeah. So would recommend if you need an easy read. Yeah. Um, I read the Tattooist of Auschwitz. That was also really good, interesting. Um sad lent it to ellie and she seems to be enjoying it i've heard lots of people rave about it so i might give it, i feel like my to read list is ginormic right now but yeah i will but yeah give it a read obviously read per- nine perfect strangers and the one that i finished like i read it in two days it was so good and this was when i was working so i literally read it in like two sittings in the evening an american Ooh. marriage by tayari jones oh i can't it's wait to incredible read this. i honestly cried like twice throughout the book and it's not even oh, that long a book I'm so excited. but it's about a man who so it's about an american couple that but african-american which is like quite a big point in it um and they have been married a year and then he is falsely accused like it's a hundred percent he's falsely accused mm. of um raping a, another woman um and so the question it's not like a who done it or did he do it it's not like that at all which i really liked it wasn't about the it wasn't like a thriller it was more like a domestic kind of yeah. setting of which i love but with that thriller not thriller background setting but like the wrongful yeah. conviction setting um and it was about how they basically struggle to stay together as a couple when you've only been together with you know a relatively like in brackets like in quote marks like easy life where yeah. you, you were kind of like carefree like doing well in your job had a good family back like set up thinking of starting your own family and then this tragedy happens which is kind of like both gendered and like racialized um and how they struggle through their marriage when she's an independent woman kind of carrying on with her like job and using her money to help fund his life in prison and how he didn't do it and basically i listened to a podcast which i think I listened to it before I read the book, which I actually think was a good way around to listen to it because she doesn't give anything away, but yeah. she just kind of like contextualizes it and she's very interesting as well. And she says about how she got the idea when she was in a shopping mall in America and she had a conversation between like a African-American couple and he, she said, um, you wouldn't have waited for me. And he said, this wouldn't have happened to you. And that's all she oh. heard. And she made up the story based on that. She assumed that's it was about... That's so cool. Yeah, so obviously, you know, she, you like wouldn't that. have waited for me because she believes that he, like, would have been unfaithful. Yeah. And he was like, this wouldn't have happened to you. You're not a black man living in America. Yeah. yeah as a black woman, you have, you know, like, difficulties and you are a minority, but you're not targeted in the same way in terms of the criminal justice How system. interesting. Oh, my God, it's incredible. And it's, like, I bits of... Wait. It's, like, bits of kind of, like first hand like written and then also letters to each other yeah and that's a lot of a correspondence in it and i like the sound that it's about like the fallout rather than like i feel like lots of tv shows and books are about the event yes like, the conviction it's not the, the event this is, like the living with away. it yeah. it's like in so many films it's like up until the marriage and then you don't actually hear about the marriage yes. and the life the domestic yeah. life so that sounds really good it was really good oh thank you for um, the wreck those are my books do you want to tell me about your poddies my poddies Yes, um, I have finally got round to listening to Russell Kane's Boys Don't Cry. Is it good? Lily Guest has been recommending this for some time. <laughs> um, and yeah, really, really good. Um, the, es- the episode I started with was My Nan's Got a Boyfriend, um, which had like Emma Gannon on it. So that was a bit of a Pogway seg, you know, when you're yeah, already you like a fan a of someone. Yeah. So basically, Boys Don't Cry is like a space, it's like a podcast with Russell Kane. He gets like three people on and it- they kind of talk about like why boys 
I don't know, like the anxieties that boys have and why they behave in certain ways, like why they get irrationally jealous, why they would, why they like cheat and like all this. Like it's a space where they can talk about it, but it's really funny and really honest and true. And then every episode they've got a, they call it a female auditor. So in this case it was Emma Gannon, who's kind of like, so it's not just a boy only space saying like, oh, we do this, we do that. Yeah, the girl is like, she's like, yeah, yeah, she's kind of like checking them. But it was really good and I really enjoyed that episode and I've downloaded a few more like, he's i actually found them quite funny and like really good to listen to and also i feel like i listened to so many female heavy podcasts it was quite refreshing to listen to like a boys one boys led one um also listen to oh i'm gonna sound like a broken record but it's just a little shout out that two of my favorite podcasts have merged um how to be um reasons to be cheerful with ed Miliband, jeff lloyd has merged they with um elizabeth day because they have like a cheerful book club segment Ooh, now interesting so their first episode was with elizabeth day and that was really interesting because obviously ed Miliband kept referring to his great failure of the general election <laughs> <laughs> and how he's come back to it so that was just quite an enjoyable listen um with a few of my fave podcasters um also on another day how to fail I listened to the Emily Sanday episode. Oh, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, which was really good because you know how she was like so on it, like performed at London 2012. And then she disappeared and, and then, then her marriage broke down. And literally disappeared, marriage broke down and she talks about all of that. And she just seems really nice, like really down to earth. She's got a gorgeous like Scottish accent. It's so nice. Um, but yeah, no, it was really interesting uh, listening to her talk about that and how she's kind of come through it. Um, I also listened to classic Beyond Today. Oh, I love um, Beyond The Boris Johnson one. Who yes. is Boris Johnson? I think we both listened to that. Really interesting because um, Jeremy Vine comes out with this anecdote about how Jer- um, Boris Johnson performed this jokey speech and, and like, oh, I forgot my words and oh, what event am I at? Blah, 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 bumbling Boris. And then he went and does the exact same thing like yeah, a month later. Yeah, word to word. Yeah, word to word. And Jeremy Vine's like, is he just so it's all put on then it's all an act which is quite an interesting listen i would recommend and then another beyond today i listened to the one about glastonbury and how it's gone to the mainstream oh yeah i thought that was yeah and i also listened to like the on rachel's recommendation the desert island discs episode um with emily evis who is the glastonbury organizer kind of talking about how glastonbury's evolved and like the risk of Jay Z as a headliner, and just the whole history of it, like it is all so interesting mm. how it has grown. And God, like everyone in the world, I want a ticket for next year. You've already been. I worked at L. <laughs> I always barely saw the acts. I could just hear them. <laughs> but everyone wants to go there. Everyone thinks it's going to be Fleetwood Mac. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that be incredible? But I haven't met one person my who's not be interested trying to get a ticket. There we go. There we go. Your nan's keen. What have you been listening to? Um, I have been listening to so many bloody podcasts that I've kind of lost count, so I'm just going to pick out a few specials. Mm. Um, Feminist Don't Wear Pink episode with Kira Knightley. Oh, I love incredible. that. Incredible. I She's love so her. Interesting. I love her. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, coming... Because we listened to the awards chat one with her yeah. ages ago, yeah. and she's I just so interesting. It's just about, mm-hmm. you know, like, how her fame just, like, eclipsed when she was so young. And, yeah. And, yeah... It was amazing. Listen to that. Definitely recommend. Ways to Change the World with Tyari Jones. Already just mentioned that, but definitely go listen to that. She has written some other books. One was in college um, that she wrote called Leaving Atlanta. And it was about an experience that her and her community had when she was like in school. So there were these murders, the Atlanta murders in like the 80s. And two people from her school were part of that. And so the book is written from the perspective of school children experiencing this like fear in Atlanta as all these like black working class children and um, adults are being 
murdered. Oh, um, so I really want to read that. But she's such an interesting woman, and she talks herself about how she didn't again like like you say with um the Americana, but didn't really experience racism until she went to university in Iowa. Yeah, and that was like post grad because she went to an all black I think all female college, and she came from a black middle class um home and area and how she didn't really realize that she would be classed as a minority she she compares it to because obviously you think well how can you not realize you're not experiencing you know like discrimination daily and she said it's like hearing that the world is 70 percent water but you're standing in like a landlocked that's area that's so interesting yeah now she was like i will never go back to iowa because it's like <laughs> the whitest place ever and she said it was just awful but she's so interesting so definitely listen to that i listened to the how to fail with jamie lang oh yeah i, I loved that. i love him he was so good he's so interesting he's and i really also good. listened to him on very jordan. self-aware isn't he, he is he's so self-aware i listened to him on the jordan stevens the whole truth podcast oh yeah which i think might be a, might be a little bit more like boys don't cry oh but yeah. like less funny it's more like jordan stevens is quite like philosophical yeah, very yeah. quite serious so um i really like jamie lang and listening to him he isn't just some rich kid on no Maybe Chelsea, you know he's you hear about his background and it's just, yeah, yeah he's yeah. so interesting um sorry me again again today in focus mm. i listened to the real boris johnson politician or journalist which is a little bit like yeah. beyond today but in a bit more detail um and really like sets apart his journalistic career from how it from like and being a politician mm. and you hear from people who've worked with him in the past and they basically all slag him off which is not surprising oh, i'm definitely going to listen to that <laughs> and this was before the prime minister got announced so i also listened to the today in focus jeremy hunt and the nhs episode Ooh. which is really interesting because they talked to someone who was a junior doctor at the time that jeremy hunt was the um health secretary and she literally like fucking hates him obviously um and they sort of deconstruct about like what he did and the decisions that he made and like what that tells us about leadership for him and what he did after the junior doctors like protested and his response and i thought that was really interesting because i just kind of knew about him through the adam k book um the book is this gonna hurt as like a love letter to the nhs and kind of like a slating of jeremy hunt but it was interesting to hear it kind of it was more balanced in an argument um and trying to see his like potential redeeming factors yeah um so yeah listen to both of those in the run-up and obviously boris got announced and it was kind of a a lose-lose for everyone oh yeah um there's me expressing my political opinion again um the way our country has gone yeah are we is that a round off i think that could be a round off though i think we've consumed a fair amount we're going to consume more and we promise dear listeners that we will try and get an episode out as as soon as as, possible as soon as we can yeah we do love it it's but it's just we're apart i know it's so difficult isn't it but the big plan is um that we'll live together again once we're both employed yeah the plan is London 2020, guys. I don't mean Tokyo. London 2020 is when we going to happen. Oh, we could do one next week when we're in Torquay. Oh, could do. Yeah. While well, the boys are on their pub crawl. Yeah. That sounds gendered. <laughs> that I also want to be on the pub crawl. I know. Oh, yeah. No, no. We didn't mean that. We just mean... Um, I mean, I also love pubs. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, um, we'll be back as soon as we can. We will. Time for a barbecue, Elle? Woohoo! Bye. Bye. Bye.